0: Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of Get the Puck Out of Here podcast with your host, Thomas Shea, under the supervision of Professor Fizzinola for a guided project um, in pursuit of my master's degree in communication arts. So we are moving on now to week four of the regular season for the New York Islanders. And, um, you know, this is a big week going in. And, you know, I anticipated that there was going to be... A little bit of motivation for the team because they just came back from the Western swing. And when I say motivation, obviously there should be motivation at all times, but a little more motivation than normal because this is kind of the start of a lot of divisional games and kind of a swing where they're going to be back and forth um, a little bit between home and the road before they get into a big home stand. So you really, you know, obviously we're only five games into this, oh, I'm sorry, seven games into the season at this point prior to the start of this week. So they're just really starting to get the momentum going and this is when habits start to become kind of things that you're going to probably see for the rest of the season. So it all started off this week against the Florida Panthers. And I think I mentioned in the last episode, the Florida Panthers are a team that traditionally, and I don't know what it is, and, you know, take it with the grain of salt because they are also the only team we've beaten in a playoff series in the last over 12 years. But it's the kind of thing where we just struggle with them, and we never seem to be able to put them away. We always leave them hanging around. Um, keep in mind, the Panthers came into this game with a 1-3-3 and record. We were sitting at 3-4, and so not like we're, you know, the Islanders are world beaters by any means but you know they ended up losing this game three to two overtime loss and you know you would say to yourself okay we got a point it's not the end of the world but what's tremendously frustrating and what's almost impossible to overlook is the fact that they had a 2 nothing lead and not only that the fashion in which they blew the lead so they were up 2 nothing going into the third period and um you know then they start taking dumb penalties which is a pretty consistent mark of this team over the years past. And it's just the leadership I question. You know, Andrew Ladd's a player that gets a lot of flack, and rightfully so because he's just not even <clears throat> excuse me—he's not even close to living up to the contract that he's earned, that he was given, not earned with the Islanders. But um, for him to take needless penalties, and he's supposed to be one of the leaders of this team, they end up giving a power play goal up before even three minutes into the third period, and that opens up the doors for, you know, another goal, and eventually they go ahead and they lose it in the opening seconds of overtime. So it's just a very frustrating loss. I mean, honestly, they had no business winning this game. They were outshot 41-22. to On the special teams, you know, they got a power play goal, but they gave up two power play goals. So that's in most games when you give up two power play goals, you're not going to walk away with a victory. And just 41 shots is, is too many, even though for the most part they weren't all the most dangerous shots. Regardless, I'd like to see our goaltenders not have to face 41 um this was a game where you know for the first period they looked solid but they kind of got away from their structure as it went on. So it's the kind of thing where you know 3-4 and 1 maybe this is what this team is but I think there's still some level that they can get to that you know could be a little more competitive on a regular basis. So now you have to rebound from this game and you know obviously for fans, players, coaches, everybody, I'm sure everybody's incredibly frustrated with that loss. At the same time, you're moving forward and you have a back-to-back now against two divisional rivals. And, you know, it's so easy to let the season slip away right off the bat because it's the kind of thing where you lose these division games. These are really four-point games with the swing between you not getting two points and the division team earning two points. It's It could get away from you early on. So against the Flyers, another team tradition that we struggle with, it's pretty important to you know, get started on the right foot and the Islanders were actually very successful and they were able to do that. It's another game where, you know, going into the game three, four, and one, I've mentioned before that they've been pretty fortunate with their shooting percentages and how many goals they've scored versus how many shots they've actually taken. So it was another game where six goals on 22 shots. So not necessarily something you can depend on, but maybe there is, you know, something to Barry Trotz's philosophy of, quality over quantity and just making sure that you know you're not just putting the puck on net just to put it on net and there's some reason behind it also, very good to see Beauvilliers score his first goal of the season. I mentioned last episode that he's been struggling. We really need to get him going. He was reunited with Jordan Eberle and Barzal. That's a line that's had you know a lot of chemistry in the past, and that's something that if the Islanders have any intentions of even having you know some sort of success this season and competing for a playoff spot well into the season, they need that line to not only produce but be pretty dynamic. Um, it's really good to see the fact that Josh Bailey and Anders Lee, and I've already made mention this early on, are still... Really chugging along and playing just as they were even with Tavares last year So, you know, obviously John Tavares is gone It's going to take some time to adjust but it seems like they are adjusting just fine And they're kind of bringing Brock Nelson along for the ride with them Brock Nelson traditionally a fantastic player in October Um, If you look into the statistics if every month for October Brock Nelson would be a consistent all-star So, you know, this really is nothing new but um, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that translates as the season goes on, if they're able to keep that up. But I will say Anders Lee really does look tremendous with this skating ability. It's just something that I wouldn't even imagine from him a couple years ago. So I'm very happy with it. And I'm sure, you know, the staff, everybody else is even more thrilled. Um, another thing that's just continues to be a concerning sign for the Islanders in this Flyers game, even in a victory faceoff percentage, they only won 37 percent of the draws. I've mentioned previously that it's just the kind of thing where, you know, it might not show up and you might not think of it immediately, but face-offs really do come up large, and especially for good teams, you gotta win some draws at times, and it's just it's not getting done. So we'll continue to track that. Um goaltending was again pretty good this game. So that's something we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna harp on. We're not gonna have any issues with. It's the kind of thing where Robin Leonard has been incredibly solid for us. So I like to think that when we're not talking about the goaltending much in terms of it's a quiet game that speaks to the team, but you know, they've bailed us out a couple of games. This one was a little bit more quiet. So now moving on, on the back to back in Carolina. Once again, you've heard me talk about it, back to back games are tough. the kind of thing you're traveling um you know you're going into carolina which is a difficult team they've gotten off to a pretty hot start they were at the time going in six three and one and not only that carolina is a team that has been shooting at a, a pretty enormous rate in terms of they lead the nhl in shots per game shots per period things of that nature um they're really really getting a lot of shots on net from everywhere so that's the kind of thing where when you play teams like that it's dangerous because not every chance is necessarily the most threatening but the puck and pinball go in one way or another things like that happen so it was very encouraging to see the islanders walk out with a 2-1 victory and this was a little bit of a different game this was a tight game thomas grice continues to be the man when it comes to the hurricanes i guess he is uh you know trained when it comes to weathering the hurricanes um and basically he was able to stand on his head for a lot of this game make 38 saves on 39 shots and very reminiscent to the opening game of the season stole two points for the islanders excellent to see ryan pulak score a goal Anders lead two more points and uh josh bailey also able with two more assists so they're carrying the team and you know we're out to a 5-4-1 start now and not only that two huge divisional wins so it's just good to see You know, going into the season, we said we hope this team's competitive. We don't have world-beating expectations, but we hope they're competitive enough to take us late into the season where it's still meaningful hockey. So it is really, really encouraging to see that they're still playing competitive hockey, and it seems like the team's fully buying into the system. So I am pretty excited about that. Um, It was also a strong bounce back from the Florida game in which they displayed, as previously mentioned, some, some, you know, some flaws that had been around for the past couple of seasons so that's tremendous and um i think that against against divisional teams especially in the metropolitan division which arguably you know some would say might be the best division in hockey you're gonna have to bring that game every night and that's something that the islanders have struggled with in the past is consistency so i think if trotz is able to get one message across and you know hopefully he's able to get more than one But if there's one thing that I think needs to be focused on, it needs to be the consistency of this team mentally and physically every night. They need to bring it. So I'm happy to see for the most part. I can't really say to you that they've taken any nights off. So um, that is something that I'm happy about. Also, just want to make a quick mention to the Islanders American Hockey League affiliate, the uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. They've gotten off to not the best start, but... Michael Cole, and Josh Hosang are both producing. Those are two of the better prospect, um, forward prospects we have in the system although they've been around for a little bit at this point and you know they're still very young they're only 22 years of age, but it is promising to see them start off hot and uh, we hope that they're able to continue that and not only that we hope that at some point we are able to see them this season and we hope that it's not off of injury we hope it's based off them performing so well that they're you know basically forcing the team's end. So that's something to keep track of. And moving forward again, it's another big week with three divisional games coming up, a back-to-back, a home-and-home with Pittsburgh, and then a home game against the New Jersey Devils. So this is the time where if you're able to put together a streak and bank these points, you know, they count just the same all throughout the season. So put away what you can. And, you know, the Islanders tend to struggle in November. Hopefully that's a thing of the past with the new regime. But um, get these points now, and it really will make a big difference going forward. All right. So, thank you for joining me, and we look forward to seeing you for next week's episode. Have a good one.